Hi, I'm Walter Harvey, the senior pastor at Parklawn Assembly of God. Parklawn is a church that both regular attenders and even unchurched people love to attend. Why? Perhaps it's because we seek real and authentic relationships. We're a multicultural church that's engaged in volunteerism and outreach in our community and world. Let's face it, we live in a real world. Young people are facing challenges in their school, relationships, and career choices. That's why we're focused on practical matters, such as making faith work in family, career, and community issues. If you're tired of church as usual, or you don't go to church at all, then Park Lawn Assembly of God could be the perfect place for you. Come check it out this weekend. We have services each Sunday morning at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. Park Lawn Assembly of God is located at 3725 North Sherman Boulevard, right in the heart of the city of Milwaukee. You can contact us by phone or on the web at either 414-442-7411 or at www.parklawn.org. I hope to meet you soon. Good morning, Parkline. All right. Um, I just want to introduce ourselves. This is my lovely wife, Chanace, and my name is Gary, and um, we're the leaders over the marriage ministry. Uh, just want to give you a little background about us. Uh, my wife and I have been together for 24 years, and, uh, and uh, we've been married for 19 years. Anybody that knows our background, our story, knows that that's a miracle. Hey, amen. Um, I want to say that we started attending Parkland in uh, 2005. And shortly after arriving here at Parkland, we started participating uh, in the marriage ministry, uh, taking classes and receiving counseling uh, because uh, my wife and I were in a really bad place in our marriage at that time. And um, the marriage ministry and Parkland as a whole, through Christ, I want to say through Christ, helped us to right our ship. And as God would have it, we now lead an amazing team of couples that are dedicated to enriching marriages and bringing glory to God. And uh, I just want to acknowledge our couples, uh, uh, Gary and Lily Chaney right here in the front. Telly and Katie Parker, they're out there somewhere, amen. And also a third couple, uh, uh, Percy and Priscilla Lydell, amen. They, uh, they hold up our arms. And uh, also, um, many of you may know that uh, when you sign up to be uh, part of a ministry, your children sign up as well, you know, whether they know it or not. So. So I want to send a shout out to my daughters, uh, Christian and Ayana, sitting out there for, for helping us in ministry. Amen. Of course, we we understand that all of the ministries here at Parkline are important. However, we are partial to the marriage ministry. <laughs> Staying in alignment with the 2019 vision of the House of Building Communities, we believe as the marriage goes, so goes the family. And as the family goes, so goes the community. Amen? So having said that, I present to you the Black Love Panel. So I'm going to let each couple uh, do a slight introduction about themselves. Any things that you guys feel like you want to share? If we can start on the end over here with the Smiths. 
I would go first. <laughs> so I'm Daryl. This is my wife, Teresa. We know many of you all. We attended here for many years. Um, we will be married 18 years, March 31st. I oftentimes tell my wife, if I was her, I, we wouldn't have been married after a year. I was pretty terrible. Um, so I, I thank God for that. We got three grown boys, five grandkids. Um, we are happily married, I'm glad to say. Amen. Um, and just real quick, um, I'm just real thankful for my wife. Um, sometimes, as corny as it may sound, uh, I'm just brought to tears just to thank how God has blessed me with my wife. She is just amazing. Everybody that knows her knows how sweet my wife is. Uh, so I thank God. Um, God has always given me favor, uh, and I don't know why, to be honest. But the favor God has always been on my life, um, and man, this man, this right here, this this my rock. It's my mentor, my love. My, I mean, my wife is. I tell you, when God brought a helpmate for me, I tell you, it's just what I needed. So I'll be quiet right there. Good morning, my name is Neil, this is my wife Rhonda Davis. Uh, this year, April 23rd, we'll be celebrating our 25th anniversary of our first date. No, 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 no. She dumped me three years after that. That's why y'all clapping. Popcorn, shrimp, and fries, thanks for that. So, uh, she dumped me three years later. We, uh, I went back begging. You know, key sweat style, baby, 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 please, 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 please. I, I finally wore her down, and she was like, all right, finally, okay. 
and here we are. And it'll be 14 years in May that we've been married, and we have two wonderful, amazing uh, young men, Ryan and Reese Davis. Good morning. My name is Cecily Jenkins, and this is my wonderful husband, Armand Jenkins. We have been friends for 17 years. Uh, we have been boyfriend and girlfriend for seven years, and we'll be married four years in May. Amen. <laughs> uh, we have a wonderful three-year-old named Miles, and we're, we're praying that God blesses us with number two. And just to give you a little bit background about us, you say 17 years, wow. We met at work 17 years ago. And I always ask my husband, why didn't he try to come and talk to me <laughs> then? And he goes, well, I wasn't gonna wait in line. You had a couple of people already trying to talk to you. <laughs> so it was funny because we were friends. We were really um, talking about business all the time. You know, he'd ask me to help him with a resume that sort of thing all the years. And so when we really started to date, um, it was amazing that we had so much in common. And we kept saying, I cannot believe we're dating. It was really, it was, it was mind blowing because we just, you know, we just never thought about each other that way. He, he said he thought about me, but I thought <laughs> that um, he wasn't interested. He would just be, you know, smiling and, and happy and everything. So he even said at our wedding um, that he had planned to he never thought he would get married or have kids. He had planned to move to a cabin in the woods and retire <laughs> by himself. So here we are. <laughs> All right. Well, now let's get into some real life marital topics. <laughs> All right. Uh, the first topic is communication. And uh, males and females often have different communication styles. One, how do you work through the challenge, challenges different communication styles can bring to a marriage. And uh, let's start off with the Jenkins. Good morning, or good afternoon. Um, I'll just say that for me personally, um, my communication style is more solution driven. So that's always gonna be the purpose of whatever I'm looking to communicate. Um, whereas my wife, on the other hand, she may prefer to talk things through and sort of work her way into what she's looking to do. So for, that's a challenge for me because I'm looking for pertinent information. Let's act. And that's usually what I kind of find to be a more of a male response. So I think what helps is now that I know that she's a different communicator than me, that's the first thing you have to realize is your spouse um, has a different style than you, I have to meet her where she is. And in doing so, I have to be more willing to ask questions about what's important to her in terms of what she's looking to do as opposed to being so quick to give my opinion on, oh, this is what I think you should do. She's capable to come up with her own um, thoughts on how things can unfold. So just to be patient and listen and ask questions and when it's her time to help me, she can help me with the solution. So just kind of meet each other on, on what their preferred style is. 
Amen. 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 All right. Staying with the topic of communication, uh, what tips can you give for effective communication and what examples of times that you didn't use this? And um, uh, this question is for the friends. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Um, I'll say this since we're talking about black love right now. If the black woman is in your face with the hand gestures and she hitting you with the A. You know, and what you're not going to do is, all right, that tip right there, you, you're in trouble, okay? So you might as well just lay back and let her, let her lay into you. So that's the first tip. Let me say, since we're talking about black love right now, all right, I think that's important. Um, watching your tone and your body language, uh, I'd say that's extremely important as well. Uh, depending on the tone, you can say something or try and get something across. Um, but completely uh, destroyed the messaging uh, because of the tone, right? So me and Marvelyn, we like to spend a lot of time in our parents' place, uh, at her parents' house, uh, at my grandparents' place, at my, uh, at my mother's home. Um, we spend long hours there. Uh, and she'll be like, you know, it's getting late. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, I didn't notice. Tell me more. <laughs> um, as opposed to perhaps saying something like, you know what, honey, I'm getting really tired. It's getting late. Perhaps we should think about leaving soon. <laughs> okay, well, you know, I, that, that'll make me want to go faster. Or perhaps she'll call me and she'll say, um, what you want to eat? <laughs> Tone there. It's like, I don't want anything now. You know, I'm not even hungry. And I have no interest in, you know, in keeping anything down right now. So... As opposed to saying, perhaps, you know, oh, you know, I'm stopping, I'm thinking about going to Chick-fil-A, what would you like to have? Okay, well, look, the mandarin sauce would be wonderful with the fries that you give me. So I think tone is extremely important. Uh, body language, I'm not going to lean back and slouch back. If I'm talking to her, I want to be present there uh, and let her know that I'm listening to her. So that was something that was important to me as well. And, uh, you know, paying attention. Um, it's nothing like your wife getting to the end of what she's saying and then asking you, what you think? And I'm like, we think the same. The Lord has us on the same page. I have whatever you think is what I think. Um, so that's extremely important to just be present and listen. So Amen. let me stop with that. All right. All right. I, Perhaps. I, I, I think that was helpful, you know. Uh, all right. Uh, staying on uh, communication, uh, what is an example of a time you didn't use good communication to the, uh, to the Davises? I use my hands <laughs> to say what's on my mind because I grew up and I think that's a that's huge in communication you have to know what are your learned behaviors and what you need to unlearn if you want to stay married all right amen and ladies if you want to get a man all right. All right. that wants to fool with you right. I'm just being honest um and I would you know it was yes exactly that yes who you talking to? What you mean? And I grew up with strong black women influences. Then I had to think, but they were single. <laughs> Say that. Say that. Say Jesus. that. Jesus. Say that. They so I'm single. done listening to them. Boo-boo. Yeah. Yeah. And I put my hand in my pocket. Yeah. And said, yes, dear. And we just talked. Right? Amen. Um, so I remember a time where, who transparency is. So I, um, 
I had told him, you gotta breathe. <laughs> I said, then get out. Leave. I don't need you. <laughs> I got this. And he left. <laughs> and it's funny now. But boys, a few people sitting in these seats that I was calling every day, like, oh, he is go for real. Like, <laughs> this is real. Like, no, I'm for real. He's like, go, it's been a couple days. Like, he packed up that little bag. I don't know what he put in it. But it is sustaining him. <laughs> and he is go. And I thank God that we can laugh about it now. Amen. And he came back. And I put my hand in my pocket. And don't say anything that you don't want to happen. Amen. Yes, you better preach, because he left for real. So that is my example. Please don't throw things out there that you don't want to happen. Come from a place of good intent. I love you. I'm upset right now. We might need to talk later, because our words, we can speak life or death. And they Amen. have me, you can't take it back. So I learned that submissive was God's way of saying, girl, you better shut up. <laughs> amen. 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 As the uh, old saints used to say, uh, tell the truth and shame the devil. <laughs> okay, on to our next topic, picking battles. Um, what does picking battles, what does pick your battles mean to you? And we're back at the Jenkins. Um. I just look at picking your battles as an expression for how and when to engage with your spouse. Um, so, okay, obviously you got together because you have a lot in common, but you're still two different people mm -hmm. with different ideas of how to do things, and everything isn't shouldn't be a hill to die on. So when it comes to making decisions, you're going to be a united front. But at the same time, it's okay for certain things to unfold the way your spouse might see. And then other times, it'll be okay for things to unfold according to your vision. So for me, that's what picking your battles means is it's, it's got to be some mutual um, agreement that both sides should have input on how things can happen. Amen. 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 And on the same topic of uh, picking battles, how do you fight fair in an argument? This is for the Flint. Um, for me, when I got this question, I laughed because um, I know that I did not fight fair because I could be very petty. Like, and so some things I would, that works. That I didn't like that he would do, I would like antagonize him, and I would like follow him, and I would like continue to nag and nag and like um, argue with him about certain things, as well as sometimes I would withdraw and sit um, and just didn't even want to um, be engaged anymore. And I had to realize like it doesn't work like that at all. I had to realize that I had to be open-minded to his opinions, and I had to sometimes because I like to talk. It don't. Look uh, not up here, but in my <laughs> private life, I do like to talk, and I had to realize that I needed to just shut up and listen, allow him to have the floor, and 
quiet, allowing him to talk, and being okay with his um, opinion. Listen to that wisdom. Amen. Amen. Um, to, to me as well, you know, fighting fair, uh, I think what everything that you say has to be rooted in love. I think if your, if your spouse understands yeah. that, you know, the space that you're coming from is a place of love, then they'll be more willing to accept that. So though she, a battle may ensue initially, right, I think over time she'll understand that what he wanted to say to me was in love, right? So if the topic of discussion is money and I'm like, okay, well, you know, you can't throw jabs at all um, because they can sense that you're trying to attack them. Um, so if the topic is money and I'm like, well, you spent $100 on your hair, you don't look that good. I don't know where. Not that this isn't a real life example here. This is just an example here. Okay. You know, but you, you know, I don't know what you spent a hundred dollars for anyway. Right. So that's jabbing at her, but perhaps the conversation should be something like, well, you're going to look good either way, whether you get your hair done or Amen. not. So why are you saying that? Preach. What I'm saying is what we have to talk about or we, what we have to be careful about is uh, what, how we're spending our on how we're spending our money, as opposed to just jabbing her and being like, I just don't know what you, I don't see the $100 that she's oh. been worth being worth it. So I think that's extremely important as well. Amen. 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 Well, before we uh, move on to the next topic, if any other couple wanted to share on uh, picking battles, we can, okay, go ahead, Smith. Yeah, just real quick on picking battles. Um, most of you that know me, I got a really strong personality. No. So one thing that I, I didn't ask many comments. So one thing that my wife and I agreed on, I explained to her, these things I can't deal with. I can't, you know, no disrespect, man. There's a scripture in the Bible that talks about a man rather be on the roof than yeah. hear a complaining woman. Yeah. I'm that guy on the roof. I can't do it. So I told my wife from the beginning, I can't do that. I don't care what Sue, Betty, and Jackie do. I can't take it. So we have an understanding of when I'm at a point where we can't do that because it's, it's not going to end up right, okay? So I hear what they're saying, and I think that's a great way to do it. But if you're me, guy, particularly a black man, I, you know, you can't say a whole lot to me when I get to a certain point as my wife says, so like, and, my, and I, I just married the right woman, so she knows, okay, and then we'll come back and we'll deal with it. I hope that helps some of you all. Don't necessarily make it right, but it's just understanding what your mate can deal with. It's like some things that my wife can't deal with. Like if I pick her up from somewhere, my wife don't play being late. My wife don't play that. <laughs> my wife don't play that. If I, if I say five, it's five. So I don't do that. I'm there like five minutes till. But you got to understand what, what your spouse needs and what they want. Don't necessarily mean it works for everybody. But let's keep it real, man. It's, That's right. You know. Amen. 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 Right. I was going to just add, too, for the, the fight and fair and ways to do that. One thing I wanted to bring up is to remember to attack the issue and not each other. All right. Amen. Uh, because you can get so caught up in trying to attack each other, and you're not really even resolving the issue. You're now just arguing. Um, other thing is refrain from yelling. A yelling is just going to cause that you will never solve anything by yelling. You're just going to try to talk louder to one another, and then somebody's going to blow up and walk out the room um, and, you know, cool down when you need to. Um, it's okay to do that. Um, 
uh, withdrawing is something that you shouldn't do. And I'm not talking about going to cool down, um, but withdrawing the silent treatment, because that can also um, um, not be fighting fair. You're just silent now, and you're not uh, resolving anything and chasing your spouse. If your spouse did walk away because they're heated, make sure you're not chasing them around the house, <laughs> still arguing, because <laughs> that's going to lead to some issue. And then the last thing I would say is apologize. If you're wrong and you just know you're wrong, just flat out apologize. Simple, plain, just be humble, and that could just end a lot of arguments right there. Amen. 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 All right, I let just, me jump in for a minute. All right, go ahead. Grace goes a long way. Amen. Grace. Uh, I know with our marriage, we are both only children. So the certain amount of pettiness that we could give to one another goes to just heights out of this world. That's just crazy. Um, I said first service, uh, she'll minister here. And she just wears herself out and she's crying and the altars are full. God's really using her. And sometimes I'll be in the seat like, she put the catfish up last night. We got to eat it. <laughs> like, I am so mad at her. But there's so many more things that are more important going on up here. But I'm in my own selfish world. So what I had to learn is I had to be spiritually mature, pray with her and for her, and not try to distract her that will block the blessings for both of us and the others that she's sharing her gift with. Amen. Thank Hello. you. And I just wanted, wanted to add also, just, I just think it's really um, important for you to know, to know your mate and to know when, there's, when issues come up, when, when to say something, because every moment you want to just say something is not the appropriate time. And um, we've had situations where, you know, um, he'll be upset about something, I'll be upset about something, and, and we're not going to get anywhere. And I already know that because I know him. Right. And because I know him, I know when the right moment to come back to it. And when I come back, I'll say, now, hey, what was your problem? And, <laughs> and at that time, he's more prepared and he's more relaxed and we can talk through it um and and we can get get somewhere but if if both of us are angry and i just just knowing him i know when to respond and to say hey can we talk about this now amen 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 all right um well since we're down here with the smiths uh let's continue on there with the topic of second time around. How did you make a conscious decision to do to do it differently in your marriage? Okay, well, second time around for us, and when we got married, you know, um, because of a lot of stuff that I had went through, I, I feel like I brought a lot of, lot of baggage, but I consciously you know, we got involved right away with the marriage ministry because early on, um, I could tell this one had like a, just a big head and a, a, a temper and would get upset of everything. And I was like, Lord, what did I do? Is, was this the right decision? And I'm just keeping it, I'm just keeping it real. Amen. Just keeping it real. Is, was this the right decision? And so I, I questioned that a lot. And um, we got involved in marriage ministry here at Park Lawn just right away. And it was such a blessing because we were surrounded by other godly couples and people that were striving to be successful in their marriage. And just learned, I just learned so much about communication. And, um, and even with family, in my past marriage, I had a lot of family interference where family interfered so much that it just clouded up 
my mind. I couldn't think for myself. I was letting such and such tell me what to do in my household. And that just don't work in a marriage. Amen. <laughs> it just don't work. It just don't work. So I said all of that to say it, that just being on one accord, putting God first, and, and not to get so involved with the family because the family, you know, you love your family. Don't get me wrong. You want to love your family, but you don't want your family just dictating everything that go on in your household. And then telling your family every time you have an argument or something went wrong, because if you tell your family that, you're, that you just had this argument and you tell them specifics, they're going to be mad at them. Right. <laughs> they're going to be mad. So I had to learn that early on because, you know, they give them the silent treatment and all this stuff. So now what goes on in our house goes on in our house. And, and, and what I, one thing I would say, you know, use wisdom and, and just pray that God sends you like a godly um, woman or, you know, some, a married woman that can, you know, that's been through some of the same things or, or just the fellowship with, with the saints in the church. Um, who's kind of going on the same path and, and, and just want your best interest at heart because everybody don't have your best interest at heart. Amen. And I had to learn that the hard way. Now, this, this is kind of long-winded, but I'm going to say this. and I, This wasn't a part of what I had intended. We wrote notes to try to keep on point. Every single person that was in the marriage ministry that we were in it and stayed in the marriage ministry are still married. Hello. Amen. Hello. Amen. So now... I'm saying all that to say this. Uh, some of the things that I wrote out, one of my favorite scriptures, and you guys need to write this down, the guys, the man. I'm hard on the guys. You need to write this down. I I'm probably was the hottest-headed guy you ever want to meet. We ain't going to talk about it before the fight. We're just going to throw hands. I just That was me. So the, the Lord showed me that that was not a part of the fruit of the Spirit. And so it just came to me that... I was it was ungodly. So God worked in my heart. And when I saw the sadness of my wife, I said, I, I got to change. And so one of the scriptures I want the man especially to write down. If you don't, I'm telling you, you're going to suffer later. I'm just telling you right now. 1 Corinthians 7, verse 28. It says, Paul talks about marriage. He said, if you marry, you will have troubles. So the trouble is going to come. But it's how you deal with the trouble. When I was married before, and I'm just going to lay this out here, I was married, I got incarcerated, as the brothers would say, I caught a case. <laughs> I had to spend two and a half years in a penitentiary. I lost my family. I lost everything. Everything. The pain, the hurt, the shame. So I had to realize later on in life, once Teresa and I got married, and this is again for the man, is something wrong with you. It's something wrong with you, girl. It's something wrong with you. So the guys, you got to understand, when God came to the garden, he said, Adam. He didn't say Eve. You got to take responsibility for your household. I cannot stand when a man comes and tells me about something his wife is doing wrong. If you got your stuff right, Adam, maybe it'll work out all right. All right. Okay? All right. And so, and I don't mean to go long, but, but here's the deal. I'm still not perfect. I done come a long way, but my wife will tell you I'm about numbers, doing better in marriage. I like money in the bank. I like a nice house. I told my wife when we got married, I don't care what you want, you can have it. Write it down. 
God ain't mad at you for that, but I refuse to treat my wife like a heathen. I'm Amen. sick and tired of how men are treating these women. I'm sick of it. And Amen. the thing is, I, as I tell people, and we'll get into this a little bit later, so I have to try, I'll try to cut this off, but God talks in the Bible. He says that God should love his wife as Christ so loved the church. And when I marry my wife, I'm willing to lay down my life for my wife and do what it takes. The blessing is, is in my favor. Amen. Everything that God gave me in my wife is good. So, guys, I want you to hear this. You got to do better. You got to do better. Quit telling me what your wife did. If you do what you're supposed to do, Adam, it will work out. And 18 years later, you'll be sitting here like me saying it ain't perfect, Amen. but it's pretty good. Amen. Well, you know what, Daryl? Daryl, we, we want you to keep that microphone. Can you describe for us a challenge or a victory that you guys have experienced um, as you are blending your families? Oh, wow. This is crazy. Okay. <laughs> so, again, I'm, I'm going to talk to the man. I ain't never been a woman, so I can't tell you. So, I'm just going to put it to you like this. When we got married, I had two biological sons. They're now 32 and 36. So I'm almost 60 now. She had a son. How old is Albert? 35. So one of the biggest things where they try to pit us against each other. Preach. And they will do that. And we told them, you're not going to do that. It's not going to happen. Now, I must say, some of you all know Albert. Out of the three boys, he was the best. He was the best. He, he was the best. Her son was the best. And... What happened was, is that as I began to date my wife, and the guys, you got to hear this, I took him out on our date sometime because I was not only marrying my wife, I was being married within that family. You can't, you can't marry a woman that's been a single parent for how many years? Ten years? And then you're just going to walk in some dude. I don't work like that. So we took him out with us. We took him to the movies. We took him to eat. We did things with him. I sat and talked to him. I literally asked him, was it okay if I married his mom? Amen. I asked him. So if he would have told me no, I would just kept working on it. When I saw Teresa, I wanted her. I told her, I'm going to have you, period. Bottom line. <laughs> now, I don't mean to sound arrogant, but that's just who I am. I said, that's who I wanted. You're going to be mine. You know, we'll, we'll figure it out. And so... That was the thing is that we had to really talk to the boys. And we had, I'm going to tell you this one story just real quick. Um, my wife was, she kind of baby my son. And, and some of you women, don't, don't kick me after church. Single women, they're raising boys, killing them, making them too soft. So I'm going to tell you like this, what I told my wife. She used to tell me, you're being too hard on Elbert. I said, you ain't never been a little boy. But I was a little boy. So you let me take this. And if I'm going to be the man of this house, then let me run it. But I'm going to love your baby the way I love my babies. Amen. And then I had a son still, still, still around. I'll, I'll cut it off after this. Um, he came to live with us. And the guy was just, you know, he was, I think, how old was he then? Early 20s. He was a weed head. Just wanted to smoke chronic all the time. And I told him, you cannot smoke weed in the house. 
You can't do it. Now, don't get me wrong. I ain't never been no dope small. Y'all do what y'all want to do. That ain't my thing. I'm crazy enough. So I already knew. <laughs> Drinking and smoking wasn't my thing, okay? So I told my wife, I said, okay, babe. I sit now. I don't smoke weed, and that ain't my thing. But if he goes outside the house and he smoke weed and come home and clean up, that's meeting where he's at because I love my son. And I'm just going to tell you, that boy, I, I, I will die for him. Some of my kids, I scratch my head and go, I don't know. But that boy, I'm crazy about. So what happened was, he came and lived with us for a while. And one day he told me, I'm looking at Marcus because I can see his face. He says to my wife, he said, well, he says to me, I'm in my car. Thank God I was in my car. My wife had got him about something. He said, F Miss Teresa. I'm in my car driving somewhere. Man, I stopped the car. I said, boy, I'm so glad I'm not. I put him on a plane. I got a one-way ticket, flew him back to New Mexico. Because I told him, I said, man, you're going to make me hurt you. I mean, I can still whoop all three of my boys. It'll take two and a half to get me on the ground. I tell you, they eat like, like horses. I'm in shape. So the thing is, oh, right I put now. them out. I, I put them out, and my wife, oh, hold on, I'm going to say this one more. I put him out of the house, and my wife said, Daryl, don't put him out. The reason why I put him out is because you can't disrespect my wife. That's right. My wife runs my house in terms of what happens. And as a man, if you're going to let a, anybody disrespect your wife, you got a problem. So I'm going to say that and leave that alone. And I'm just going to say to the man, don't let nobody disrespect your wife. Amen. Nobody. Amen. Amen. So why don't we give, why don't we give all the couples um, a round of applause? So the marriage ministry wants to thank you guys. Thank you for being transparent and just being willing. We also wanted to say what you guys have um, watched today is just a prelude to our chat and chew that's coming up this Thursday. So we will continue with the questions because we have a lot more questions. Um, so we will continue this Thursday. Um, for those of you who are married or engaged and you would like to get involved with the marriage ministry, um, we encourage that. We have a table that is right outside these doors. Please come and visit the table. Um, the other thing that we wanted to say was that, um, as we stated in the beginning, that this is the Black Love Series. Um, this was done in observance of um, Black History Month. But we also wanted to say that we applaud and we encourage all marriages and we celebrate all marriages. Amen. We also wanted to just thank um, Elder Marcus and Bishop Harvey who is not here for just giving us the opportunity to do this. And again, thank you to our team. Amen. Can we give it up for marriage and risk ministry and all the couples? Come on, you can do better than that. We salute you. Thank you so much. So much rich information was shared today, and I wanted to hear more. I wanted to hear more. It's so good, uh, especially in a day and time where we are so challenged uh, in our relationships. So much that weighs against us 
uh, in all of our relationships, um, adult, children, co-workers, and so forth. Uh, when we are introduced to God in the scriptures, we, we come into the knowledge of a God who is about relationship. And we see the family being established as the first institution. And it's so important to us that we recognize that God supports, I'll say it better like this, marriage is God's thing. Biblical marriage is God's thing. Amen. It's his thing and anytime we want to prosper in any endeavor, we have to take it to the manufacturer. And if he began marriage, if he brought it forth, if he created it, then we want to make sure that he's at the center of it all. I'm asking my wife to, to join me briefly. We're going to do a, a bit of a different altar call. Where's Daryl at? Where did Daryl go? Is he still in here? Bless you, brother. I appreciate what you said when you spoke to men because what you, the revelation you came to is the revelation that I got. We've been... We've been together for how long? 17 years. See, I was going to say 16. That's why I gave it. That's why I had to pause. I want to eat this afternoon. This, uh, we, we will celebrate 14 years of, of marriage uh, this September coming up. And in order for us to get to this point, I had to, I had to recognize that it started with me. I had to recognize that it started with me. And I had to, I had to realize that regardless of whatever I thought was wrong or needed to be addressed, God was first looking at me. And this is what I want to share, and we're going to invite married couples to come up in a moment. But just ponder this. The Lord said this to me. He said, he said I, got a, I have a word for every married couple. He says, I have something to say to each spouse if they will listen. You see, this thing works. When God is at the center, this works does not mean that it will not have trouble or crisis even as we saw in the video like the woman said there's going to be some conditions that test that unconditional love but you know what God can bring you through I don't have the time to tell our story but hear me when I tell you God brought us through and I, I, I believe I'm safe to say, had I not been that seed that died, Jesus said if a seed would fall to the ground and die, it would bring forth much fruit. If I hadn't died, I'm not certain that we would be standing here together like this. There has to be a death. 
But the beautiful thing about being a Christian and being in the Lord is we understand that if there is a crucifixion, if you submit to death, come on, Jesus said, nobody takes my life, I lay it down. If there is a crucifixion and I, I had to crucify my belief, I had to crucify my assumptions, I had to crucify what I thought needed to happen. But there's a resurrection that comes afterwards. Hallelujah. And you are looking at a resurrected couple by the grace of God. Hallelujah. Brother Darrell, I had to realize that it wasn't just about me. It was about her. It was about our babies. I had to realize that as much as I was pointing the finger, God was looking at me. Bishop Desmond Tutu has a quote. He says, as soon as women get healed, it's amazing how many problems get solved. And I had to realize that a lot of, and Bishop said this previously when we were talking about abuse, a lot of what's wrong has been perpetrated by prideful men. And I don't say, I'm a man, so I don't say that to bash brothers or men of any ethnicity, any background. But the fact is, particularly in a marital relationship, the Bible says that Christ is the head of the man. The man is the head of the wife, right? There's an order to this thing. And so it has to be done in decency and in order. And so if there's dysfunction in the house, it's going to begin with the man. If there's a man in the house, who is that head? And it was my responsibility to seek his face for the life and the well-being of our union. Hear me when I say this, husband or wife, whether your spouse is here or not. I don't care what he does. I don't care what she does. This is something my father told me and it made all the sense in the world and it confirmed what the Lord has spoke to me. No matter what they do, you are not exempt from doing what the Word of God tells you to do. Period. You are not ex their foolishness, their sin, their betrayal, whatever it is, God doesn't exempt you. Because guess what? Before you were their husband or their wife, you were his son or his daughter. Your allegiance and your commitment first and foremost is to him. Right? So, in other words, God will tell you, don't shut down. He'll tell you that. He will tell you, open the door for her. Subtle things. He will tell you, call her and check on her. I'm talking about what he told me. And it was going against my nature. It was going against my flesh because I was in my chest. I was in my feelings. I was frustrated. And the more I focused on her and what I thought needed to have happen, the more we stay stuck. But as soon as I died, 
As soon as I began to yield, the things that I thought, the things that I saw as challenging began to get easier. And it gave me confidence and it gave me faith to know that, you know what, this thing can work, but I got to make some changes. Hallelujah. Parkline Assembly of God exists to share the light, life, and love of Jesus Christ. As a part of this mission, join us for special services, workshops, and encounters. Parkland Assembly of God is located at 3725 North Sherman Boulevard, right in the heart of the city of Milwaukee. You can contact us by phone or on the web at either 414-442-7411 or at www.parklawn.org. I hope to meet you soon.